This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Welcome to Nirvana Sisters Podcast, where we take the intimidation out of well-being and beauty to help you achieve your highest state, your nirvana. We are sisters-in-law and your hosts. I'm Amy Sherman. And I'm Katie Chandler. So let's get into some real conversation. Welcome back to the show, Nirvana Sisters family. We are here with Chelsea Mooney, the founder of Chere Collective. And we are very excited to speak with her today. She was inspired to start a lifestyle brand built with a few values, which we hold near and dear to our heart as well. So the first one being planet and people over profit, always. Number two, design intentionally with Mother Earth in mind. And number three, well-being above all else. So that is super important to us too. So we're excited to meet you, excited to have you on the show and to hear about your background in fashion and how it kind of led you to where you are now. So welcome to the show, Chelsea. Thank you, Amy and Katie. I'm so excited to be here. Okay, Chelsea. So we like to start out with our Nirvana of the week, which is really just a highlight of our week, a way to step back and be like, this is what brought me joy this week. Um, As we're moving through things so quickly these days, it's good to do that. So I'm going to send it to Katie to let us tell us about her Nirvana of the week. I was thinking about this. We Okay, so this is really nice. Uh, my dear, dear, very dear friend that was my old neighbor when we lived in Kentucky, her and her daughter, who is my oldest daughter's best friend, they came for a visit. So they were just here this past week, and we had a really nice time. We took them to the beach, and we you know, swam in our pool, and we showed them around our town. And just to see the two together, the girls, the young girls was so nice. And also this friendship with this person is so lovely. It's so easy. There's no pretense with just flows. Like, you know, we threw dinners together. She laughed at me because I chopped up a mozzarella stick for our charcuterie board. It's like, it was just, <laughs> just keep it simple with each other. And I really love that. So it was, it was lovely to have them here. So that was my nirvana of the week. What about you, Amy? I love that. So mine was my kids were away all summer. Chelsea, they were at summer camp and they got home a couple of days ago. So it was obviously amazing to see them. And we didn't have a visiting day this year because they didn't want, you know, all these parents coming in and potentially bringing in anything. So um, we were able to talk to them on FaceTime a few times, but it's not like, you know, seeing them. So it was really fun to just see them and give them a big hug and like know their home safe and sound. So it was amazing. What about you, Chelsea? So I have been developing a new candle vessel for next year and I just got the sample in. I'll give you a little sneak peek, but it's a brass jar. It's gorgeous. Um, It's so pretty. So yeah, so this this will be this is something I've been working on for a couple months. So I was really excited to What does the top have? It looked like Oh, it's my logo. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, Gorgeous. Thank you. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah. So that was my my highlight. I'm excited to I love, you know, when you sketch something, you have this idea and then it is brought to life. It's just the most exciting thing. 100%. That's so cool. We'll have to talk to you about that. Katie and I have yeah. been talking about for years doing some sort of candle collection. So oh my you might God, have to pick yes. your brain in the future. For sure. Um Okay, so let's get into it, Chelsea, because I know that you had mentioned the pandemic really served as a wake-up call for you, and I'd love to hear a little bit about that story. Sure, yeah. So uh, 
I've been in the fashion industry for over a decade and, you know, there's this culture within the industry of this, this urgency and this, you know, it is, I'm not going to lie. It's a very exciting industry, but you know, it's not as glamorous as a lot of people think it is. And especially once the pandemic hit, you know, we're all working from home and there was just this, this environment of nonstop work because, you know, I was living outside of the city and commuting into it. Um, so you have these breaks, you know, like New York city, right? Yes. New York city, Mm -hmm. you know, so you have these breaks, you have, you know, your home time and then your work time when you're in the office. But then once the pandemic hit, everybody transitioned to work from home and just with the, once everybody realized that, okay, this is not a two week closure. Like this is, we don't know when this is going to end. Things just got really crazy. They, the company I was working for wanted to create all this new product and we had less time to do it because of all the supply chain issues. So there was all these factors coming in to that created this environment of, okay, I work from the time I wake up to the time I go to bed. I mean, there was for, I would say a couple of straight months, like I would not get up from my desk. Like my husband would bring me lunch. I'm like, it was, oh my it was crazy. But yeah. And, and then just my my body was just screaming at me. (laughs) And it's like, this is not, it just wasn't this healthy environment. Um, And the pandemic really just kind of opened my eyes to that because it just got to a point where it's like, okay, like this just, this is not a sustainable way of living or working. Um, And, you know, it just, I I think seeing, seeing how, how leadership and, and my manager and the teams were handling, um, issues like work-life balance and the lack thereof um, kind of just opened to my eyes where I was like, okay, that's not a priority for them. So like, how, how are we supposed to then make it a priority for ourselves when the people above you aren't? Um, So it was just this whole big mess of things. (laughs) I think a lot of people definitely went through very similar experiences when the pandemic hit and and then working remotely. And then over time that becoming the norm. um, Yeah. I'm I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. And I, to your point that the fashion industry, I worked in it for a decade and it is not as glamorous as people think. And it's like, it can be downright like crazy and sketchy and people can be really intense in that industry. So I could see how, you'd be working from like 7am to 9pm nonstop with a lot of pressure. Um, so, yeah, so it, when did you decide to make the shift and you, you left the industry altogether to start your own company? No. So it's been a slow progression, but, and it was all these little steps. So, you know, there got to a point where I was having panic attacks, um, you know, numerous times, a week. And, and I, I, yeah, I, I have an anxiety disorder. I've been managing it since I was 19. Um, but it got to the point where it's like, okay, like I can't manage this anymore. Like my, so I oversaw, um, the whole knits department, the technical design, um, side of the knits department for this company I was working with. So once the pandemic hit, everybody's wearing sweats and tees and, you know, they, they launched this whole athleisure line, so you no, know, it, it, I, I've just, I remember this one conversation where I was telling her, I was like, we cannot keep working like this. And, and she said to me, she goes, yeah, well, everybody feels that way. 
Mm. And that's when I was like, okay. I'm like, wait. I'm like, and okay, that's not about that, it. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, that is not the correct answer. <laughs> but so it was a slow progression. That was kind of, you know, the, the thing where I'm like, okay, like enough's enough. I'm if you're not gonna like I'm giving my all to this company, to this brand. I, I love what I do. I'm so passionate about it. I really do love it. And but I started to realize, like, okay, but like you're not caring as much as I care. So I'm like, I, that's something I want to change. So that's kind of why I was like, all right, I'm going to take starting this business seriously. And it's no longer just for sustainability reasons and for putting clean product out there. It's now about creating an environment where people can come to work and be proud of where they work for and, and be able to have work-life balance and, you know, just be happy and not have to deal with the shit that people in industry deal with. Many people, whether it's fashion industry or other industries working, especially, well, probably in startups, obviously, and also in corporate America, because I think culture is everything and you can have a profitable business and be successful, but your culture can be terrible or it can be really good. And I think, especially nowadays, definitely the younger generation is more, um, I think they're looking at companies that have values of work-life balance and remote working or hybrid working because like, why would they settle when they see like other generations being burnt out? And like at one point I feel like there was this, and it still is this like hustle culture and like burnout, like you have to burn out in order to like be successful and like, no thanks. Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, the... I, I've looked back on it so many times because I'm like, why is it this way? And um, I think there's a lot of pressure in fashion because you have so many people trying to get into this very small industry and it's really hard right. to get into it. So when you get a job, they it, it's almost like you're afraid to not work as hard as you can and as long as you can because you're afraid you're going to get replaced. Right. And then especially in the pandemic, there was also this guilt that was created within the company because we didn't get furloughed. And lots of other design companies and brands were their workers were being furloughed left and right. And it was like we were almost made to feel like, oh, we're lucky because that didn't happen to us. And I do feel very fortunate about that, but it was taken one step further to where it was like like you felt like you had to work nonstop like you because owe them you're something. you had a job. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. And I'm like that that culture should have never been been fostered. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. At our company, I was furloughed um and now back, but I actually Katie and I started this podcast when I was furloughed because I had yeah. time to think yeah. and realize a lot of things that you're realizing, like y- you need to start paying attention more to yourself and like your yeah. own health and your own well-being versus like working and not, you know, getting yeah. that back in other words. And then there's so much um, of the, with, so, yeah. with the burnout culture too. There's like, we see so much on social media, people saying like, if you haven't done X, Y, Z, then you haven't hustled enough today. And I, I think that there has been a little bit of a shift in regards to social media, people trying to focus more onto this respect, which is good. Um, yeah. You know, I, I hate that, like, we're even referencing the fact, but it, it's 2022. It's like, we are looking at Instagram, we are looking at TikTok, and it, it's there, yeah. it's around us constantly. Um, so I like that this, this shift is kind of happening all around us. Um, when was it 
that you started? Like, did when did this happen? Like 2021? Like, where? How? When did your journey kind of change? Yeah, to uh, 2021. So last year is when I was like, okay, I'm like, I can't, I'm no longer putting my job above everything else. I was like, I'm going to do the best that I can. And I'm still, mm-hmm. I'm going to do what I can. I'm going to manage my team. I'm going to, you know, take care of that. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do a bad job because that's just not in me. But what I did was I started, you know, getting up from my desk and making myself lunch. And I started going to yoga, um, at a small studio in my, in my town. And, um, I just started doing things for me and I, you know, set rules where I was like, I'm not going to work before 8.30 AM. I'm not going to work past six. And I was like, if I didn't get something done before then it didn't, that's it. Like, I just wasn't going to do it. That's very hard to do. How did you have? <laughs> it, I, I, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's almost impossible. And it's, I think I was just so done. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm not, I'm, I'm making, this is probably going to sound really bad, but I'm making these rich white men, all these money. It's like, I, why, why am I like, why am I having panic attacks for them? Right. Why, mm-hmm. Like people, people aren't walking around the streets naked. Like they have clothes. Right. Like me getting this tech back out. Right. It's not, not going to change surgery. that. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, <clears throat> it's this, it's this, this culture that like everything's urgent. I'm like, I'm making t-shirts for $20. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not making vaccines. So right. I just, I, Okay, no more. And you set these boundaries and you put up these parameters of that you're going to put yourself first and take care of yourself. And so what did that do for you? Uh, So much. I, well, in the pandemic, I had gained like 25 pounds um, just because I wasn't eating right. I wasn't exercising. I wasn't doing anything. And, you know, my husband and I were drinking beer every night. And we just, it was like, oh, it was like, like you know, like the first two weeks, it's like, oh, it's a vacation. And then that lasted a month, another month, another right. month. So, every night you're like, oh, like, let's watch a show yeah. and have some wine. Exactly. We, we all there. I know. Like we're supporting the local business by like filling up our growlers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, so I just, I was like, okay, I can no longer, I'm like, this is just not good for me. And, and that also just goes to the anxiety. It's like, Alcohol does not help anxiety. It's actually a depressant. So like that's making it worse. The food I'm eating is crap. So like that's also not helping. I'm just not fueling my body. Um, So when I made the decision to be a little more conscious about that and then actually move, like when I found yoga, that just, that is really where my mindset journey started because Mm -hmm. I just felt so grounded. And you know, yoga, what I was doing, it was beginner yoga. So it wasn't like anything intense. And I would just, it was like an hour for myself. And then the Shavasana at the end of it is like, that's kind of, I'm like, Oh my God, I love this. Like just laying here, not thinking about anything. Like I make these meditation eye masks. So I'd bring my eye mask and I'm just like, Oh my God. I'm like, this is what I need to do for myself. And it was just I noticed after a couple months, I'm like, just personally, I feel more relaxed and more calm. And I think, yeah, I don't know. I just, I honestly feel like there has just been like a whole mindset shift where I just feel better. That's amazing. And when you made, I have a question, when you made those boundaries for yourself, like I'm not going to work before after this time, did anything change at work or was it still the same? No, it was the same. Right. (laughs) 
Isn't that funny? Like you're like, oh my God, the world's going to like yeah. fall apart if I'm not working at seven in the morning and P.S. You made boundaries for yourself and you're like, oh, actually, yeah. this is fine. Yeah. yeah I, I've done similar things and yeah. it's like, yeah, everything still happens. So and what's I mean, the point? It was probably actually better because then I was so focused on what I had to get done that day in that time frame so that I could relax after six. And it's, right. it's my it's work like that was quote, um, you know, work, work smarter, not, not harder. harder. Yeah. Or something yeah. like that. Uh-huh. Yeah. My assistant used to say that. It's so funny. But uh, yeah. So do you have a meditation practice as well? Or is it, do you, at the, is it the Shavasana at the end that you kind of take that moment? Yeah, mostly, mostly Shavasana. I've tried a few guided meditations, but I'm very particular And I think what I've realized is that I really just like laying in silence or like I'll put on sound bath music or something like that and just lay for 30 minutes or whatever, just collect myself and have a minute to myself. Um, I don't have kids yet, but I have a very chatty husband. So any (laughs) silence is is great. (laughs) Silence is golden. I normally do it before he wakes up and I'm like, okay, I'm ready for the day. That's great. That's funny. So you had also mentioned like just general mindset work that you do through yoga, but was there any books or podcasts that you read or listened to that really helps with that? Yeah. Yeah. So I am a huge, huge fan of Rachel Rogers. I don't know if you've heard of her, but she, I haven't, oh my God, you have to look her up. She's amazing. But she, so I started, I found her podcast on Spotify probably a year or so ago uh, it's called the Hello Seven podcast, and it's it's a business podcast. But the way she talks about mindset in business, and specifically mm. like money mindset and boundaries and all this stuff, and so I started listening to her podcast. And then she released a book, so I, I read, I pre ordered her book, I read it, and I think I've listened to the audiobook like three times. Oh wow! Um, yeah, she's amazing. Um, I also really love uh, Sanira Madani. She teaches the CEO school. Um, and she, she does a lot of like minds. She teaches, I'm just overall in business, but she teaches a lot of like mindset work as well. That's, um, I'm excited to check these out. Yeah. They're, I know they're I am too, because you actually, you don't hear a lot of mindset in business conversations. Yeah. It's really about just mindset in general, which is helpful and, yeah. you know, useful. But then you're like, well, how does that apply to my daily business? Like, how do you exactly. teach others? How do you lead? that way. So I'm very interested in hearing that. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Let me know what you think when you check it out, but they are, they're amazing. Speaking of business. That's awesome. So you have started this gorgeous, gorgeous candle collection and I I need to like, I need to buy some because I want to smell them. (laughs) 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 And you say it's Ter, how do you say it? Because I'm I'm afraid I'm going to say the name. Teray. Teray. Okay, Teray. Yeah. So tell us all about Teray Collective because your product really is beautiful. Oh, thanks. Yeah. So Teray, you know, just kind of continuing on from my meditation journey and just finding that that well-being and and self-care practice. Like I said, I started getting into yoga and then I was like, I want to make these meditation eye masks to like enhance, you know, enhance my practice. And so I started, I love silk. I've always loved silk. Um, and I'm a natural dye artist. So I work with tie dyes, um, and I only use botanical dyes. So no synthetic dyes or anything like that. So, um, 
I started making these eye masks and then, um, you know, I'm also a little woo woo. So I was like, Oh, how can I incorporate like crystals and all this stuff? So I started making, um, I started filling them with different crystal blends and herbs. Like I have one that has Mm. lavender in it. I have one that has sage in it. So I started making those for my practice. And then if you go to a yoga studio, it smells like Palo Santo and sage. And you have that, that environment there in the studio. But then when I was working from home, I was like, you know, I'm kind of missing that aromatherapy aspect of it. And I've always loved candles, but once you start learning about what's in them, I'm like, okay, I don't really want to burn that in my home. So I started, I just bought a wax melter and just started creating these scents that corresponded with the eye mask scents and just making this whole set and just creating this whole environment. And then um, you know, during the pandemic, we're all in our home. So I just literally just started making tons of candles. <laughs> um, and, and that, I just became obsessed and, you know, they're all, they're all made in either metal or brass soon to be, or stone jars. They're all soy wax. All the fragrance oils are, um, phthalate free. Um, so there's no plasticizers in them or anything. And then all the wicks are FSC certified wooden wicks. That's, um, I love and- your wick. I have found I, oh, there's a, a candle that I have found locally that is the same thing, and it, it makes a crackle. Does yours crackle when when it burns? A little bit, a, a little bit yeah. of a crackle. I love yeah. that. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. No, I I I just love the 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 look of it, mm-hmm. and then yeah, the crackle is like a little bit of a bonus. But um, so is that kind of wick better than a like? What's the difference? I don't know this between, I've seen those wicks, but I don't know the difference between that wick and just like the regular wick. It's a slower burn. So your candle lasts longer. Mm. Um, And also there are some, I mean, I'm sure I could source some, but a lot of cotton wicks will have like either plastic in them, you know, you never know. So like these are Mm. just straight wood. Um, oh, interesting. So yeah, it's just easier for me. It sounds like a, like a wood yeah. burning fireplace, Amy. Like if you, you can kind of hear it. And yeah. Then, yeah. It's really, it's, I love that. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. What are some of yeah. the, um, it's all about the vibe. <laughs> totally. Yeah. What are some of the scents <laughs> that you have? Um, so my favorite is a, um, Palo Santo sage and patchouli. Mm. Um, it's very earthy, very like grounding. And then we also have a coconut santal and oud, which is really great. We also have our haze lux candle is uh, burning oak and cedar and rosemary. So that's more of like your masculine scent. Um, but yeah, we have, I mean, I think we have 16 different scents right now. Um, oh my God, they sound incredible. I know. Thank you. And you Thanks. have crystals yeah. in, in the the wax as well. What happens to the crystals as it, as it starts to burn down? So when you light it there, typically when you burn a candle, you'll get like maybe half inch of melted wax at the top. So when it melts, the crystals and the herbs will sink down. But as the candles lit, you can see them in the wax because the wax is translucent when it's heated. Um, and then at the end, um, once your candle is finished, because it's soy wax, it's really easy to clean out. So you just pour some hot water in there. It'll turn the remaining wax into an oil. Um, and then you can either save the chips if you want to, uh, you can reuse the vessel. Um, but yeah, for me, it's, it's all about that. Just sort of that feeling like, you know, a lot of you, there's people that say that crystals have healing powers. For me, it's more about the intention and the, the vibe behind it, because, 
I, you know, I don't know if there's actually healing properties. Maybe there is, maybe there is that. But for me, I think they're beautiful and, and they make me feel relaxed and calm. And um, so, yeah, that's, that's kind of the intention behind them. I love it. I can't tell you how many people that we've talked to about crystals and they all use the word woo woo. Like every single, I, I don't know. Amy, I think it's an LA term. It's like every person yeah. that we talk to that does crystals, they're like, I'm a little woo woo. Every single person. Yeah. We're like, don't want to get woo woo, but we're like, no, right. we we're like, bring on the woo woo. Yeah. We're like, we love it. I know. Um, so, how do people, um, so on your website, Ray, collective.com is where you have these candles and do you sell the eye masks still? And what else do you sell? Yeah. So right now it's the candles and the eye masks. We will be going into some other home accessories um, next year. And then by 2024, I want to launch a lounge line. Um, So Hmm. it'll be this whole experience. You get in your silk caftan, you go light your candle, you lay down, you meditate. Um, So I want to create this whole this whole experiential brand. I love it. I love yeah, that. Yeah, I can't wait yeah. to. to so, watch it when did you did you did you start the business like a year ago? You said. Yeah, I'm just so. What's the and are you still at this company or you left the company? No, I left the company. Yeah, I left the company. Nice. Moved to California. And how was yeah. that? I kind of want to hear about that for a second. <laughs> um, it was. It was. It was great for me. <laughs> I think it was, you know, I, you must I have felt so free. It was. Yeah. I mean, it was that time I had been there for four years and I like to equate it to a bad breakup because <laughs> <laughs> when I first got there, when I first started, I was like, this is my place. This is where I'm going to work till I retire. The people that I worked with, I love, I mean, I'm still very close to them to this day. Like we're still friends. Um, but once once everything kind of flipped and turned sour and, and I'm not, you know, I'm not going to say it was all the company. It was all the culture. Like, like that was part of it, but it was also me just waking up and being like, I'm not okay with this anymore. Right. I'm like, this is not, this is not what I want anymore. So it was almost like that mutual, like, okay, it's time to split ways. So it was tough in that I don't get to see the people that I spent four years with anymore um, all the time. But you know, they're doing just fine without me. <laughs> I'm and you must fine. feel so like rejuvenated running your own business and like yeah. making your own calls and like yeah. doing it the way you want to do it. And that's the thing, you know, I, this year has been like the year of reflection for me. And I look back and I realize that I've always wanted to start a company. I've always had this entrepreneurial spirit. Um, when I was in school, I went to FIT and mm. I got my associates in design and then I had signed up to do my bachelor's in entrepreneurship, but I ended up getting a job offer. So I took the job offer instead. Um, so I didn't, you know, I, I only finished with my associates. I didn't go on for the bachelor's, but it's always been in me. I've always wanted this. And I think that I just, I don't know, like I, I, I also love nature. So when I started learning how, how gross and dirty the fashion industry is in terms of just like just the the materials that's you everything. There's so much shit going on there. I was like literally sick to my stomach. I'm like, okay, like I can't be a part of this anymore. And then um, so with this way, I, I get to create product because you know consumerism is never going to stop. People are always going to be buying things. So I'm like, at least this way, I know that what I'm making is being done in a responsible, healthy, and respectful way. 
And, you know, as a company grows, I aim to create a culture that is beneficial to the people that work for it. And, you know, just, just create this place where people can, can grow and develop and we'll have some, we'll have four day work weeks and, and maybe have a, a European model where we get like a month off in the summer. <laughs> like, nice. You know, there's just like, <laughs> I just want people to be happy. I think that's like, why, why do something that doesn't make you happy? I mean, good on you for creating that. And, and like the bigger picture, you first, you're doing this small piece, getting it started. It's a startup. It's, you know, it's filling your soul. But now as you expand, you, you want to, provide a safe, happy, healthy culture, work environment for others. That's just very cool. Yeah. It's, a, it's a very cool for full circle thing that we can't wait to, to watch and see you do. So congratulations. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks. So I think we should get into our rep session because I am curious yeah. about <laughs> these questions with you. So Amy, you want to kick it off? Yes. Sure. So what is your favorite wellness or beauty hack? Uh, sleep and water. <laughs> Those are two very Those are good ones. ones. I, I'm I'm all for naps. I love a good 45 minute nap. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I um I just saw and I this is so random, but Bethany Frankel, who by the way is like a major entrepreneur, right? Incredibly successful. Yeah. People, mm -hmm. somebody was asking her like, what's her number one thing? And she said she prioritizes sleep above everything else. Yeah. Like that's it. Like yeah. you get a good mm -hmm. night's sleep and you get all the sleep you need, everything else falls into place. I think that's very true. Yep. All right. So this yeah. Yeah. Of Bethany, if you guys ever see her on TikTok, she's amazing. Yes. She does oh, so no. many product reviews. I'm obsessed. Yeah. Yeah. I'll to, she's so I'll good. She, she like does reviews of all the drugstore brands and she tells you like you know, on the expensive one, what's worth it, what's not. Drugstore, yeah. she's great anyway. Yeah. I'll have to check her out. Yeah. She's so, funny. I like her. This next one we called our five-minute flow. You just got out of the shower. Uber's pinged you. They're five minutes away. What are you going to do to quickly get it together and get in that Uber on time? What are your holy grails, your go-tos? Sunscreen, because I'm very pale living in Southern California. <laughs> um, deodorant, again, because it's very hot. And then jeans and a tee and flip-flops. Nice. And you're ready to rock. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> and I'm good to go. All right. <laughs> and lastly, how do you maintain your daily nirvana? My 30 minutes before my husband gets up, most of my dogs are still sleeping. And I take that, that 20, 25 minute quiet meditation time to just ground myself for the day. Yeah. Love that it. time is so important. Well, Chelsea, thank you so much. It was such a pleasure to meet you and we're so excited for you and excited to follow your journey and we love your product and everything you're putting out in the world. So uh, thanks for being on the show. Before we go, Amy, you want to uh, wrap with a, a mantra or a quote for us today? Yes. So I think this one matches our conversation perfectly. And it is, this chapter of my life is called knowing my worth and acting accordingly. Oh, I like that. Love that. Yeah. So nice to meet you, Chelsea. And thank you so much for sharing your story. So important. Thank you. Thank you so much. This was awesome. This was so much fun. And everyone check out Tori Collective and follow <laughs> on Instagram. They have beautiful, beautiful stuff. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Nirvana Sisters. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes. Please subscribe and leave us a review. Also, find us on Instagram at Nirvana Sisters. If you loved what you just listened to or know someone that would, please share it and tag us. Tune in next week for a fresh new episode of Nirvana Sisters. We'll continue to watch out for all things wellness so you don't have to. Bye.